me with a door outside the lecture hall Weak in the knees, I really couldn't help but fall from the bus You caught me in your curse, I resisted but Ursula It was too late, you had me caught in your throat You kissed me once, and I told you that I want this Oh, you kissed me twice, and I promptly fell unconscious No, I had passed out, I was really passed out I love you Ursula, you haunt me, why do you want me? Hi everybody, this is Jordan D. White here Um, I am, uh Trying to play the ukulele and sing, I mean, and talk at the same time. It's very difficult. Uh, I'm here to introduce the show. Um, this is the podcast called um, Cast in Wax. And um, <laughs> this is so difficult. Uh, it's sometime in the future. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, I guess I'm going to stop playing the ukulele now. Uh, I've embarrassed myself enough. Um, but I do have a lot of special guests here tonight. Um, and the first one I'm going to introduce, you, you, you can tell, the, the upside of that is that you can tell I'm playing the songs live. You, you, those people who are sitting there going, he's using, he's using trickery. He's, he's doing it like he used to in the old days where it's just like a backing track. No, clearly, why would I do a backing track that screwed up entirely? But, uh, at any rate, uh, my first guest here is a friend of the show, has been on the show many times, has been in the show many times, and, uh, is named Lynn Nelson. Lynn Nelson, uh, let's bring you on out here. Hey, everybody. Hey, so um, it's good to have you on the show. Uh, do you know much about the show? Have you heard of it before? Uh, I've heard of it. I vaguely remember what's going on. Okay, good, good. My name's Jordan. Did I say my name was Jordan earlier in the show? I don't remember. Maybe when I was playing ukulele. I think I did. But my name is Jordan. So tell us a bit about yourself, who are not Jordan. Lynn, you haven't been on the show in a little while, I don't think. No, no, it's been quite a while. Um, I've been, I mean, instances of me pre-recorded years ago have been on the show pretty recently. But I have not been live on the show in a very long time. Um, I, you know, I went to college with you. You know that. I know, yes. And I live in New York, although not close enough to you to see you all the time. But I do, I do come visit. And, um, you know, especially recently, it's been really difficult. As you probably remember, I went through, um, I'm still kind of on the end of going through a very traumatic time where I've been kind of stalked by police and reporters and random citizens who think I'm a murderer. And why, and why is that? Um, that's because, um, an old friend of mine from our radio show who is still on your podcast, and I'm really, you know, whatever. We'll deal with that later. I'm kind of annoyed that you still talk to him, but, um, a, a, douchebag by the name of Frank Allen um, told everyone that I killed some guy. It's funny you should mention him because that is our next guest, Mr. Frank Allen! Hello, thank you. Thank you for having me on the show, Jordan. Thank you for having me back. Welcome back, Frank. You know Lynn? Uh, yeah, obviously. I know Lynn. I know more about Lynn than she cares to admit. Right? Lynn, he asked you a question. I'm sorry, what? Who? Frank Allen. You just mentioned him, Frank Allen, and he is right here. Ah, uh, yes, I see. That's unfortunate. Right. He asked you a question. What was it? It was something like, he said he knew more about you than you care to admit. Um, he's, he's wrong. I, I'm not wrong. I, look, I've done the investigating. I know everybody hasn't heard the investigations yet, but you heard some of it on our podcast. We did a podcast investigation where I proved 100% true that she was a murderer, I believe. And then, uh, and then we did, uh, we're following up on it right now, but I haven't finished that investigation yet. So, to be continued. But for now, everybody knows. It's kind of criminal, actually, Jordan, that you are having her on the podcast. She's a criminal. Well, she's a friend of mine. So, Lynn. Yes. I, he's saying a lot of pretty spurious things. Jordan, do me a favor. Just tell Frank, as you can see, I'm not at all being subtle in the fact that I'm not talking to him. 
um, that, I mean, I'm here for you. I'm hanging out with you. You're my best friend. It's awesome. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Rory. I've been um, trying to rub Scapey's belly, but he won't let me. Um, so I'm, I'm totally cool with all this, and I'm not here to discuss any ridiculous allegations against me. I'm not really here to talk to Frank at all. So I'm just kind of hoping we can keep it amicable and not talk to each other, not address each other directly. I'm going to try not to look him in the eye, and, um, you know, we'll, we'll go from there. That's going to be awkward, though, because, I mean, he's sitting right next to you. Yeah, I can smell. Um, but look, I'm just oh, saying... Oh, that's not, that's not called anyway, for. Anyway, I'm just saying... I'd like to just have a pleasant podcast. I think that is best accomplished if Frank and I generally don't interact. Well, I, okay, that's just—it's going to be awkward. So, as it is, Frank, uh, how are you doing today? I'm great. I'm doing great. Uh, aside from the fact that I'm a little afraid for my life, sitting so close to a murderer. Well, okay. Aside from that, no. Aside from that, things are going mm, stupendous. I have a murder investigation going great on you know her. Okay. Well, that's fine. Um, anything else you want to add, or should I bring out the next uh, guest? Oh, go ahead. All right, our next guest is Mr. Rory Sinjin. Hello, yes, thank you for having me on the show. Hello. Hello, Lynn. It's great to see you. Hi, Rory. It's been so long. Yes, it has. Um, you know, how are things going with your life? I mean, life is great, aside from, you know, the drama that we've been talking about. My, I'm, I'm really, really great. I'm having a good time. Um, you know, work's good. My cats are good. Don't tell Scapey I said that. I don't know if he remembers that I have cats. Um, you know, things are great. It's good to see you. I'm sorry to hear, I was, I was very sorry to hear that you declined my invitation to take up studies at the Institute. And, you know, I'm, I'm sorry about that. I really, really did appreciate it. But, you know, I, I finished my master's, but I'm still in kind of a certificate program. I'm still taking courses. I didn't really feel like I had time to sit around in Queens and make stuff up. Well, you know, that's not exactly how we put it at the Queens Institute, mostly because that's not the way it is. It, it's actually, as you know, investigating other worlds. And discovering other worlds. So, you know. But at any rate, look, you, you were very good at it back in the old days. So I thought you might like to continue. You know, it's my, uh, you know, mistake that you didn't want to. No, no. I mean, I, again, I, I like working with you and I appreciate the invitation. So, you know, maybe when my schedule gets a little less hectic, I'll, um, you know, I don't know if I can take a class or just come down and sort of audit for a little bit. But it, it would be fun. Do you have a, like a, a murderess scholarship of some sort? No, no, not typically. Well, then why, I mean, how did she... Because, you know, it was about her skills. You know, skills. Well, there's no... I mean, there's no skill. She's got much more skill as a murderess, I think. All right, all right, Frank, that's good. At any rate, um, oh, was I supposed to... I actually was supposed to tell you that she's not talking to no, you. No, I heard, because I was... I'm right here. I, I heard her say that. Oh, okay. Well, then consider... I, I gave him your message, basically. Thank you. And he kind of heard it from you, though. I, I mean, I'm aware that's how the game works. What game? You're like, Jordan, please tell Frank, blah, blah, blah. And it's just you being really catty about not talking to him, but obviously he's sitting here. He heard me. No, you I, didn't, don't, I didn't do that. I did that. Right. I'm playing that game. What's that game called? I don't I don't know that game. I, it doesn't have a name. It's just a thing you do when you're being really obnoxious to somebody who's been obnoxious to you. You know, he didn't do that. You did that. Yes, Jordan. No, I didn't do that. No, you started it by accusing me of murder and ruining my entire life. I am now returning the favor in some very, very small way by very loudly and obnoxiously indicating that I'm not speaking to you. I did it to your face, though. Yes. Right. So have the decency to not talk to me to my face. That's what I'm doing. No, because you said to tell him. You said to not talk to your face. That's exactly what I'm doing. No, because you told him to tell my face. Jordan, please tell Frank to shut up and move on with the podcast. Frank, move on with the podcast. Uh, all right. Um, Next up. No, I get to say next Next up. I'm still the host of the podcast. So next up we have, uh, Rory, did you didn't even tell us what about is going on? Oh, we just started classes, you know, about a week or so ago. So 
Uh, things are going swimmingly at the Queen's Institute. Um, for those of you who don't know, I know we didn't really introduce ourselves properly. Um, my name is Rory Sinjin. I am an extra historian. I do extra historical studies at the Queen's Institute for Extra Historical Studies. In addition, I am the Dean of Students and the President of the Queen's Institute for Extra Historical Study, which is, of course, a British Institute of Learning on American soil here in Queens, New York. Rory, that's that's a really intense double job. That's a triple job, I'm afraid. What was the first one? You know, I, I actually do extra historical studies. Okay, okay, okay. So you are you a student or a teacher? Well, I'm I'm a student of life, you know, but I'm a teacher at this at the institute. I, I conduct studies. I, I conduct extra historical studies myself. Isn't that what your students do? My students are learning to conduct extra historical studies, partially by helping me, partially by doing their own, but you know, when when one is a teacher, one has to continue to practice the field that one teaches. Sure. Um, I guess I'm just like, do you get? Is this like paid research? Do you, does somebody pay you? Well, the institute does have a number of you know paid positions, and I hold a number of them. And one of them is doing studies. Of course. And your students obviously aren't paid. They probably pay to attend the institute, and they assist you with your studies. Yes, absolutely. So this is basically free labor. Well, really, that's what all colleges are, is it not? No, I don't I don't think I actually contributed to any publications or, you know, official research of my professors. I, I learned. That's breaking news, breaking news. Uh, Lynn Nelson, murderess, did not actually help any of her professors with any of their work in college. So obviously she didn't get a whole lot out of the college experience. We're learning a lot about you too. I mean, Rory, you know, the... The college model, at least in America, this is the thing I may not understand, the British model. Um, the American model is not, most students don't end up publishing real publications or assisting with real research. I mean, at some point you might be an intern or like a research assistant as a senior, but like all four years are about learning and working toward a degree. They're not about publishing or contributing to research. It's a, if this is a very specialized school. We only study one thing, you know, extra history. So what do you expect them to do? Sure, but I mean, like, there's medical school here, and you only study one thing, and that's medicine. But for the first few years that you're studying, you're not, like, being a doctor to people. You're not assisting doctors with practicing medicine and giving them free labor. Well, I wouldn't know anything about that. But, again, what would you propose that an extra-historical student does? Something useful. That is what they do. They, they help me with my research. That's very useful. You know, I, never mind. I, wasn't, I didn't mean to um, make you so defensive. I was just curious. It's, it sounded like you were just having people help you for free and not really getting much out of it. No, I get quite a bit out of it, thank you very much. So, you know, listen, it's a very good system. They do pay us the money to be at the Institute, which helps pay the salaries of myself and my other staff. And then they get something out of it by learning, in which we get something out of it by helping the research. All these things happen, and everyone is served in their own way. You know, so it's quite an efficient institute and a good institute. Thank you for asking. Thank you for clarifying. Um, but I know, but I, can we go back for a minute? So you didn't help your, your professors at all. That's that's a shame. I, f I find that a lot of students have done things like you said. They do research assistancies and all that stuff. Now, it's interesting that you say that because uh, Alan Thomas, I believe, uh, was scheduled to be a research assistant in his next semester uh, before he was murdered in cold blood on the steps of the science building. What do you think about that? Jordan, are we missing a co-host? I feel like I'm used to having someone else kind of up in my lap here sometimes. Right, right. No, we do have one more person uh, coming on, and that is Mr. Scape White. Hello, hello, hello. How are you today? I'm good. Okay, good. Thanks, everybody, for listening. 
to Scapey's podcast. No, 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 no. My podcast. You are the fo- you're the fifth person on the podcast. I was me, Lynn, Frank, Rory. Now you. Best for last. That's what it is. Well, I would say best for first. We saved the best for first. But you didn't save it. So no, that's not how it is. So Scape, uh, did you hear that Lynn is a killer? Oh yeah, I remember. I remember. I remember somebody told me. Did Lynn tell me that? No, Scapey, I did not tell you that. Oh, well, somebody said that. I remember somebody said that. Yeah, Frank. Oh, Fra- Frank, it was you. Oh. Yeah, no, I did say that. I reported it in my groundbreaking uh, reporting. My first an interview, and then uh, and then an investigative report. So yeah, I did say that. Okay, then why did you ask? I don't. Because well, that's the point. Is I wanted to just get it out there again. All right, enough of the murder. Yes, yes, yes. We all know Lynn killed someone. Don't worry about it. Maury, I'm saying let's move on. That's fine. That's fine. Agreed. Let's move on. I, you, maybe you, that was agreed that you did it. No, that was agreed. Let's move on. You're an idiot. Nobody said that, so you couldn't agree with that. It's just kind of generally constantly floating in the air, and I am constantly agreeing with it. Let's keep going. All right. Well, um, I guess uh, we don't have anything uh, particularly to, to talk about. I mean, does anybody have anything they want to bring up? Wow. Besides that Lynn is a murderer. We all know one way or another how that is. You guys, this is ridiculous. Okay, since the last podcast, a lot of things happened, like, I don't know, the anniversary of September 11th, in which a lot of people were legitimately killed. Maybe we could talk about politics, or current events, or something that's true. Well, somebody had to lay the heaviness on us. Um... Look, I don't mean to give the podcast a heavy feeling, although Frank talking about murdering all the time probably does that. I'm I don't just talk about murdering because I don't murder, unlike some of us. People who don't murder can't talk about murder? But they don't talk about murdering. I talk about you murdered. Anyway, Jordan, my point is it takes away, it completely detracts from real things that happen to real people when you make a mockery of it by just lying and doing, I don't know what he's doing, like building his ego, trying to make a name for himself. Anyway, let's move on. There's adorableness and funniness to happen, so. Yeah, oh, I know, I know. I was just saying, like, what should we talk about? But then there was nothing to talk about. And then you were like, let's talk about September 11th. And that's No, then Frank was like, let's talk about Lynn being a murderer. Right, but I would rather talk about that than September 11th. It's like, that's a downer. I would rather not talk about either. Then why did you bring it up? You oh, you, you said it. I just, it was, you did. You said it. It's true. I was here. I heard you say September 11th. Yeah, why did you say it? Okay, okay. We want to talk about something else. Let's talk about something else. Rory. I have an extra historical study for you, if you wouldn't mind giving me a reading. Oh, um, yes, no, no, no right. Uh, what, what is your question? I would like to know what a world is like, the world that exists, where Frank Allen is a mass murderer, and what that world is like. Oh, uh, right, yes. Well, um, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang uh, on. We got a song to do. It's time for Extra History Now, yeah! Extra History Now, yeah! What's going on in Extra History? Can you tell me? It's a mystery! Right, um, well, speaking of Frank Allen and mass murders, um, there is a world, you'll be happy to know, where Frank Allen is a mass murderer, and in that I world, don't think there is a world, I don't think that there is, there's, I, why, there, I am a good person, so. Right, no, but, of course, in this world, Frank Allen is, so to speak, a good person, and, the, but there is a world where you're not a good person, Frank. No, well, no, there is, I'm telling you. No, I'm telling you there's not. Right. Okay, mathematically speaking, though, like we said, if there's a world that everything is possible, you see? No, I don't understand. I think that that's not possible. And not to mention, do you give readings to murderers? No, I'm doing a reading about a murderer, a mass murderer in another world. No, I'm talking about... He's talking about, he's talking about Lynn, he's talking about Lynn. But, Frank, you got to let him do the bit, because it's a bit. No, it's not a bit. It's not a bit. Well, right, but, I mean, for our show, it's a bit. Well, it's, but it's not a bit. It's not a, it's not a comedy bit. 
it's an actual extra historical reading, and I think she wants to know about this. Wait, R- Rory, what he's saying is it's like a segment on the show, and other people are not supposed to interrupt in the segment while you're doing it. Right. No, that's that's true. Oh, fine. Right. So there's another world, as I said, where Frank Allen, who we all know as a bastion of truth, uh, is not a bastion of truth, and in fact, a bastion of death. And what he does is uh, he will invite people over to his house for a segment on a podcast that he likes to call Frank Allen Interviews. And on that uh, segment, he will interview someone about their life and then, you know, talk about, he talks about how they were born, you know, where they were born. And he talks about, you know, what they did, what they do and all the way through their life. And then he says, now we have to get to what happened when you died. And then he kills them right then and there. And then he narrates the rest of what happens in their death. And then he buries them uh, in a in a heap that just keeps getting bigger because he just keeps burying more people. And then he airs the podcasts and everyone is like, this man is murdering people. What's going on? Um, but for some reason, the police can't figure out who did it, even though he says Frank Allen interviews. And so eventually the police come in and they arrest him and they throw him in jail and he eats glass in prison. So there you are. That world is, is, is worse off than this world. So obviously, Lynn, you'll be happy to know this world is better than that one. I'm glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. I, I kind of assumed it was. Um, any world with one less mass murderer than another is probably good. Also, any world with Frank Allen in jail, though... Um, could be better, so I don't know. Right, but a lot of people died, you know. Yeah, no, 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 that's bad. So it's not worth it. No, I guess it's not. Right. Um, so Frank, do you have anything you want to say about that? I do, Frank Allen interviews, or I did Frank Allen interviews, and I didn't kill anyone. I exposed a few killers. One was a troll, but that doesn't matter. One was her, and that matters. And then there was one time where there was a guy who was like Irish or Scottish or something, and I think he said he killed somebody. So I, that's another one, I guess. Jordan, I, I have a question for you. I'm... I'm interested in your expert opinion as someone who has been running um, the podcast and the radio show for years and and really has a good beat on what Rory does and what Frank does. I'd really like your expert opinion on something. All right, what's that? Is there a difference between what Rory did just now, describing the world with Frank as a mess murderer, and what Frank has been doing, saying that I have killed somebody? Uh, I would say I got it. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm sure this is not the answer you want to hear. But yes, there is a pretty big difference. They're both making it up. But well, one, I mean, somebody actually died. In in Rory's one, nobody's really dying. Well, in some other world. I mean, okay. In so, so then, it depends who you ask. If you ask me, Rory's one is totally false. Frank's one has a basis of truth. Well, that's not true. But no, I'm sorry. What I'm saying. If you ask me, if you ask Rory, Rory would say his is 100 percent true. And he probably doesn't know. I mean, do you know if it's true that Lynn killed someone? Well, I haven't done the research, but, you know, he says... Great. This is great. Your vote of confidence as my friends is really awesome. I just said I didn't do the research. Perhaps if I did the research, it would say you didn't kill him. How about I don't believe Lynn killed somebody because she's a great person and my friend? Um, so what do you guys want to talk about now? Moist food, escape Chicken moist food. I like it. I'm in favor of it. Okay, let's have a vote. I'm in favor of moist food. I... Okay, then I'm the only one who gets it, so give it to me. I don't know. That's not how votes work. No, we were voting on what we want to eat. You guys could all eat the next thing. No, is everybody in favor of eggs? All right, nobody wants eggs, but don't worry about that. Give me the chicken moist food now, and you guys can figure out yours next. All right, all right. I'll give Scape some chicken moist food now. Um, why don't we listen? Oh, well, we have something special to listen to. The new uh, radio serials that were sent in to us by some uh, of our, our compadres, um... Uh, they were they were sent in by uh, our good friends, uh, Mr. Charles Berman, Mr. Daniel Schwartz, Ms. Angela Tyman, Mr. Ed Jones, a number of people. And uh, there's some terrific, terrific radio serials. And we'll also hear, Rory, uh, your Where Are They Now in History uh, and This Day in History. Um, 
as well. So we'll listen to all of that at once, and then we'll come back and we'll have a little more conversation. Does that sound good, everybody? Good to me. Yep. Okay, yeah. Yes. Excellent. Good. Um, all right. So here we are with, uh, we'll start it off with Robot Zombie Hunters Ride Again. Hunters Ride Again, a Chirumbolo story by Pete Bowers and Daniel Schwartz. Episode 1, The Missing Links. Commissioned during World War II to combat the restless dead of the Nazi war machine, an army of mighty robots stood as tall as bulwarks of liberty in a world gone mad. Sixty years later, our story begins early in the morning on the Missing Links mini-golf course in Thorpsburg, USA. Oh, hey, Prime, you're early. Can't fault you for that. Head over to the 18th hole. Make yourself comfortable. And they say that good health is hard to find. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you're sitting around on a couch, it ain't no kind of game. It's a video game, Menlo. How do you not know about this? I know all about video games. They got that, uh, Pong, which... Don't sound so great to me. Just table tennis for fat people. Pong? Are you serious? I am genuinely incapable of telling. What? You too good for Pong now? See that tree? That tree is too good for Pong. Wise ass. Wiser than yours by a factor of ten. Yeah, shut up. Hey guys, how's it going? I was fine, till Tark decided Pong ain't such a big deal no more. Uh, yeah... Opened up the concession stand. Just head in there. Sure. Talk. why'd you have to go and make fun of Menlo like that? It's mean. I did not mean to make fun. He just lacks an appreciation of video games. Surely you understand. Well, I do. I do World of Warcraft sometimes. Got a level 51 hunter. Ah, the World of Warcraft. I found it stimulating. Until I beat it. You what? Beat it. A synonym for winning? Is that not cool anymore? You can't beat World of Warcraft. Not a second time. It lacks replay value. You have ruined video games for me. I know, am I right? Apologies. I will go work now. You do that, ruiner. Customers, excellent. Time passes with the leisure of golfing. Hey, mister! Yes, ma'am? My ball is stuck in the windmill. Well, here's a new one. We'll have somebody fix it in just a bit. You want to get a drink over there while you wait? Yes. Well, hello there, little lady. You want a jerk soda? A what? Okay, maybe a cherry phosphate? Are you a robot? Give the young lady a cigar. Gross. I'll show you gross, you lip. What's wrong, Starflower? I told you not to run off. The stupid robot is being weird. He wants me to smoke. 
Quit razzing me, kid. Oh, for Pete's sake. Menlo, what's going on here? This little brat is... Menlo! The young lady was insinuating some unflattering remarks about my person. Sorry about that. Uh, no, really, she's He's just, just very... I want an ice cream! I'll give you an ice cream. Yes, you will, Menlo. With our apologies, ma'am. Okay. Starflower, what do you say? Sorry. Menlo? Uh, forget about it. Go back to the windmill with your brother, hun. Don't mind her. It's okay. Kids get upset when they lose a ball. No, she's like that all the time. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't sweat it. Saffron. Mike, pleased to meet you. Look, kid, you're blocking the line. Oh, right. Um, well, have fun. Thanks. See you at the 18th hole? Uh, yeah, sure. Cool. Yeah, cool. Wow, you see her? Of course I saw her. She walked away with a free ice cream. That is not the her he was referencing. He meant her older sister. Sister, you think? Biometrics indicate she was too young to have mothered the child. Her attitude also indicates affection, but not maternal nurturing. At the same time, physiognomy indicates they share at least one parent. Also, no ring. Yeah, no ring. So, you're gonna go meet her, or what? What? Yeah, yes, Drew! Good one, Lothario. Toaster-headed old dingbat, who's he think he is? <laughs> hey, Kit. Hey, Mike. Windmill again? I thought I got it the last time. Don't worry, I'll have it for sure. I know my way around these old machines. How is Roger, anyway? He's fine. I have committed a faux pas. Yep, that you did talk. I'll take a look at that windmill. Been wanting to take something apart all day. Roger's in trouble. I would not want to exchange chassis with him at this juncture. What? Sigh. Never mind. Look, I'm gonna go clean myself up. Why don't you... <sighs> of course. Missing Link's mini-golf. Hey, Clem. He what? Oh, for the love of... I'll be down in 20. Menlo, talk. Can you look after things? I gotta go down to the police station. What'd the Sarge do this time? Got into a bar fight. In a bar or with a bar? Both. Wow. Yeah. And of course, it's right now. No sweat, kid. We'll hold down the fort. Drive safely. Thanks. What kind of trouble is Sarge in? Will Mike make it to the 18th hole? Find out next time on Robot Zombie Hunters Ride Again. Hello and welcome to This Day in History on WHRW Binghamton. My name is Rory Simjian. On September 20th, 1946, the first annual Cannes Film Festival opens at the resort city of Cannes on the French Riviera. The festival had intended to make its debut in September 1939, but the outbreak of World War II forced the cancellation of the inaugural Cannes. 
So, do you think they will shiny show a movie here? I don't think so, Fritz. If for no other reason, then we are impossible to understand. Quickly, let us turn off our accents. <clears throat> Ooh, much better. Yes, indeed. So, do you think they're going to finally show our movie after nine years? Man, I hope so. It's important that everybody know that cervical cancer is caused by HPV. Indeed, and that Hitler was right. Yeah, I hope that they're certain that both messages are the same, morally. I agree. I hope we win the Palme d'Or. Unfortunately, uh... Uh, the fact that the film did push the Hitler point so hard did make everyone neglect the fact that they were right about HPV causing cervical cancer for many, many years. Uh, now that we know, of course, everyone should be vaccinated. This is This Day in History on WHRW Binghamton. But don't distribute illegal copies of that DVD just yet. This is Dana DeZago with Where Are They Now in History on Cast and Wax. You may have learned a very important lesson from that in that cervical cancer is indeed caused by HPV. What you may not have known was that the valves that they were using to turn on and off their accents, known very popularly as accent valves, are what has most commonly caused HPV. A number of small countries in Europe, most of which ended in Istan or Alasia, have been wiped out in the past 10 or 15 years from HPV caused by accent valves. The unfortunate cause of this epidemic is, in fact, the tourist industry in America. Yes, when people come from Europe or Asia or other countries into America, no one can understand them, so everyone must install and use their accent valve. Tourists who arrive in America and use their valve too much, return to their countries with hastily pulled valve or HPV syndrome. This is a highly contagious disease which slowly develops into cancer over time and kills you. So when you travel to America, please be aware not to pull your valve too hastily and also to be vaccinated for HPV as it does cause cancer. For you already in America, just try to understand us a little better. This has been Dana DeZago with Where Are They Now in History on Cast and Wax. Slam Jackson. Adventurist! By Daniel Schwartz. Episode 1, The Holstein Imperative. Our story opens with the famed Slam Jackson, private investigator and famed adventurist. Hey. At the local store in the act of purchasing this week's groceries. Okay, let's see. Eggs, ground beef, orange juice, salad things, just milk left. Flush with anticipation of a full larder, Slam Jackson proceeds to the dairy aisle, only to come face to face with his arch nemesis, Lord Percival Knifehammer! Oh god, really? Well, well, Jackson, we meet again. Look, I'm just shopping. Can I shop now, for once? You certainly may, Jackson. Wait. Really? Yes, really. Purchase your comestibles in peace, my loathed antagonist. Wow. Okay, thanks, your lordship. (laughs) Think nothing of it, despised opponent. All right. Whole skim, 1% heavy... Hey, wait, where's the... Aha! Of course. Gaze in terror, Jackson, as I hold the single remaining carton of 2% milk in my vice-like steel grip. 
Yeah, I wasn't going to ask, but now that you've mentioned it... Oh, I just installed it last week. What do you think? I would have gone with something with, you know, a thumb. Silence! Detestable inferior! The milk is mine, and I shall bear it back with me to Knifehammer Manor! Wow, that's a cumbersome name. Knifehammer Manor? What do you mean? Well, look, say it five times. Knifehammer Manor, Knifehammer Manor, I will not be mocked, Jackson! And don't you have cows at the manor? I remember cows the last time I was there. They are not two percent cows, Jackson. You have no idea how milk is made, do you? None! (sighs) Yeah, listen, Purse, maybe we can work this out. Are you challenging me? What? Uh, No, I... Perhaps a test of skill to the victor of which the spoils shall go. Will you just... A contest of our astronautical abilities, then. A race to the moon for this lactic bounty. You know what? Sure. Why not? Moon race. <laughs> you shall taste my moon dust, Jackson, but not my delicious milk. Replacing the milk on the shelf... Lord Knifehammer sprints for the exit, the lust for victory burning in his eyes. At the same time, our hero leaps into action. And milk. All done. 2731, sir. Here you go. Thirty dollars. 269 is your change. (laughs) Have a great day. You too, thanks. Days of thrilling suspense pass before a phone call interrupts our fearless hero's breakfast. Slam Jackson, private investigator. How may I help you? Still on Earth, I see, Jackson, while I exult upon the shores of the Sea of Nectar. Yes, yes, I stand now upon the moon, triumphant in... Right, the milk thing. I just bought it when you ran out. Thanks. Next time, I shall be on the lookout for your treachery. Next time, yeah. Good day, sir. Great. Now I need to pick another shopping day. On what day shall that bastion of bravery do his shopping? Will he be forced to change stores? How will Lord Knifehammer's cows fare in his absence? The pulse-pounding action continues next time on the program Slam Jackson Adventurous! And that was Slam Jackson Adventurist. Hopefully everybody enjoyed that. I know everybody here enjoyed it, right, everybody? It was awesome. Right. Well, Scape, you actually enjoyed it? Yeah. What? The thing we just listened to. I, I, I did that. I didn't listen to it. You heard us. I did that. I, I don't listen. Ever. That's obvious. Yes. Clearly. Okay. Moving on. Um, so we heard a nice uh, Where Are They Now in History from Miss Dan Dago. Who is one of your students now, Rory? Is that correct? Yes. After she uh, had a stint on television uh, and in the radio with uh, with, with guard duty, uh, yes, she she did join up with the Queen's Institute relatively recently. She's a high level graduate student, so you know 
There is that. And you see, she got to do that because she is a good student, Lynn. You see how it works? No, I completely understand, but it just kind of seems like she was doing your job for you. No, she was doing a job that I usually would do. And this um, gives her credit toward her degree somehow? Yes, and it also gives her, you know, something for her resume and something she can say to someone, listen, you hear what I did? On this obscure podcast no one listens to. It, no, she did it. It's a, it's a work for its own self, not for the podcast, you know, so... It was a discovery that she made. All right, that's fair enough. That's fa- you think that's fair? It's nonsense. She she was making stuff up. It was stupid. It's just like you said before. Okay, but look, if she's in an institute, and the point of the institute is to learn to make stuff up really, really well, it makes sense to me that you would rack up like a portfolio of recordings of you making stuff up really, really well. No, that's not the point. Is to make up stuff. We don't make stuff up. We discover other worlds. Like if you're a film student, you know, you want to... No, film students don't discover movies. They make them. I think some film students and filmmakers would disagree with you. It's like, you ever hear a sculptor say that they don't, they're not sculpting something original. They are just revealing what's hidden within the rock. That's ridiculous. It's a, it's a mindset. Okay, well, so is that one that you subscribe to? I mean, does that make sense to you? No, I'm just saying, I mean, it seems like that is the kind of mindset that the Institute subscribes to, and it makes sense that you would want sort of a body of work when you graduate. No, Frank, it, that, look, that is the way the Institute works. And, you know, many, like you said, yes, I like that sculptor thing. That was very good. I'm going to use that. And, you know, Frank, you, you know this is the same thing. It's like what you do. You go and you investigate things. You don't make up Lynn as a murderer. You discover it. You know, you look out into the world and you see it and then you report it. No, he didn't see it because it didn't happen. No, I, I mean, I didn't. No, I can't say I literally saw the murder. I saw the pattern around it. Jordan, I'm so sorry. My um, my phone's on vibrate for this, but it's going off. Just give me one second. I'm really, really sorry. I have to take it. It's my attorney. Okay. Um. Wow. Hello? Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Really? This is really rude. Just now? You're you're absolutely short. It went through. Listen, there's there's a little um kind of a complication. Uh we got this thing happening. It does. This is so unprofessional. It does. It's fine. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. I'll see you Monday. Okay. You ready? I'm so sorry about that. Um Frank. Yeah. I, you know, I, You're talking to me again. I'm so... Well, I was... I mean, I talked to you before. I, <laughs> I was just saying I didn't. Um, but I do, you know, I do have to say, despite everything that's happened, it's so, so, so good to see you right now, sitting right here next to me. Uh, well, good. Thank, uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sitting right here, like, three inches from me. Well, I... I now I'm a little nervous. Do you want to switch seats, Rory? I mean, no, why? Why? No. no, no, I mean, that's great, too. That's excellent. Anything, you know, in the room or within 500 yards of me is really great. Why? I don't understand. What's the problem? Because I have the pleasure of informing you that as of three minutes ago, you are officially in violation of a restraining order. I don't have a restraining order. Now you do. Yeah, but I was here first. No, actually, you weren't. I came to visit Jordan for the whole day, and you got here a few hours ago, so... Yeah, but I'm on the podcast every week, and you're not. Yeah, but... In physical space, I was in this room before you were. But in, like, spiritual space, I'm here all the time. That's great. Uh, Spiritual space, totally not covered by restraining orders or any other court documents. Well, good, because then I'm going to be, like, spiritually up in your face all the time. Go for it. Excellent. No, that's not fair. You have to leave. I don't have to leave. You do. I don't. In fact, I, you know, I was worried about that weird complication because it just enacted 
while we were here, but I asked my attorney, and uh, it's it's true. Well, I haven't been served it, so... No, and you will be Monday, so definitely uh, be at your house, you know? But um, the, the point is that it is actually officially recognized by the court this second, and you have 30 minutes to vacate the premises. Well, that's not fair. Jordan, hurry up the podcast, then. Hurry up the podcast. Make her leave. You, neither of you has to leave. This guy, I mean, you're gonna, he has to leave? He cannot be within 500 yards of me. I mean, physically he can, though. It's not like there's a force field. Sure, yeah, he'll be fined. And he will be found in um, violation of a restraining order. So if you'll be fine, what's the problem? Fine, Skippy. It's um, it's a verb. It means to... To find something. I know what it means. No, no, no. It's past tense. To find someone means to make them pay money. That's not fine, though. It's fine with the people he pays. But it's, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Why did you say... Why would you say fine and give me some money? No, I think you're supposed to say fine. I'll give you some money since I have to. I'm not giving you money. You don't have to give me any money. Good, because I'm not gonna. You have to give me money. Why? I don't know. Because I made you famous. No. Infamous. Perhaps. Because you, I, you know, you have to give... All right, look. Fine. Jordan, hurry up. Let's do it. Fine. Okay, give me money. No, not that kind of fine. Um, okay, uh, what do we have left to do? We don't have any email. Nobody emailed us. So you guys need to email us. Um, what's the email, guys? Castandwax at gmail.com. She's not even on the show normally, and she knows it. Of course, that does beg the question why you don't email us. But she... She knows it. So if you know it now, you do, castingwax at gmail.com, email us. Talk to us about this show and about last show and about the next show that you haven't heard yet. But write about it anyway because we want to hear from you. So, um, all right. Well, I mean, I don't know. Should we Should we just wrap it up or should we – is there anything else you want, want to talk about? I've gone all night. I can hang out for a while. All right. Well, what do you want to talk we about? We don't have all night. We don't have all night. I don't have money to be throwing around. Well, we can, you know, but the rest of us can, can chat. Rory, I need you to take me back to your place, so I can't go without you. Well, that's not fair. No, no, Rory. I mean, I haven't seen you in so long. I'd love to, to chat a little bit. I loved that segment that Dana did for you. I thought that was really pithy. Dana does a really nice job. So, you know, I'll pass on the compliments. And I, you know, let her know that I understood every word she said. Why wouldn't you? Well, I'm I'm American. Oh, you Americans. I'm American, too. Well, well I'm... I was. I don't know technically if I am anymore. I mean, can you run an institute on behalf of the Queen of England if you're not English? Well, it depends who you ask, because I believe England will will be fine with me pretending, or I mean, you know, being both English and American at the same time. But America, I don't believe, is, is that fine with it. You've got to pay money. No, it's not that kind of fine. He has a point. Well, America would probably find me, they'd probably revoke my citizenship if they knew I was acting on my abilities as a, an, a, an English citizen. You know, it's, a, it's interesting, Rory, um... I was thinking just now that, you know, people who were born in another country and then get American citizenship or um, who have ancestry from another country but are born here consider themselves, you know, dash American, African American or, you know, Asian American. But I don't hear British American or English American all that much. Is that, is it just not a common thing or do you just not like that American part of it? Do you just still call yourself British? Well, I don't, I mean, I call myself, I mean, I usually have called myself American because I am American, you know. I think it's because most British people who come to America and give up their British citizenry to become an American citizen just want to be American. You know, they didn't want to be British anymore. Are they, are they afraid of what British people will think of them? No, I don't think it's fear. You know, I think it's just they don't want to do it. That's why they became American, you know. That's fair. That's cool. I mean, I'm glad you're here. Well, I'm, but I am, I am still a British citizen as I'm running the Queen's Institute. I wish we could get the Queen back on the show. I wish she was on once before. Yeah, she was on my show because I couldn't get her on my show. Well, could you get her back again? Um, I don't know. You know, I pulled a lot of strength to get her on that once. She's on the, she, the, just for the people who at home, it was uh, Frank once had the Queen of England on a segment. He called uh, "Prosthelitism: Is it real or not?" Um, and um, 
She was splendid on that show. I agree. Thank you. Scapey, what do you think about the Queen? Um, I wasn't wrestling. Okay, I'll, uh, I'll put it to you this way. The Queen is a woman who runs a whole country called England, and she's so incredibly rich that she has an entire room constantly full of moist food. I'll eat it. So do you think she's cool? I think I'm cool to eat it. That's what I think. Give me the girl. They probably, I mean, I don't know, Rory, you can probably tell me more about this. I feel like fish is a more common food in England. I always hear fish and chips. So it's probably fish, moist food, more than chicken. That's fine, I'll eat it. No, yes, uh, no we, we have all sorts of moist food, of course. I don't eat it as a human. I'll eat it. You guys hear me. You don't have to worry about who's going to eat it. It's covered. I will eat it. And then I will puke it and keep eating. You mean eat the puke? No, I'm talking about eat around, eat around, eat around, puke. That's some room. Eat a bit more, eat more, eat more. Where are we going? Rory, do you want to take us to England? No, I don't, no, no. I don't have the kind of money to just take the, the show to England. Besides, it's not my place, you know. No, but the Queen has money. And it's the Queen's Institute. I mean, you could do work on behalf of the Queen. I'm sure she'd pay for it. She's rich. She has moist food. I do work on behalf of the Queen, but I work on behalf of the Queen towards extra-historical studies. She doesn't want me to do extra-historical moist food. Why not? That's the thing. Look, you're exploring the world in which the Queen has a castle full of... I guess a palace. Is she in a castle? A palace full of moist food. And one little cat to eat it all. Yes, but if that's in another world, then we can't do it in this world. But you can physically explore that world. No, we can't. If, not if it's not this world. It's this world. I'm no cat. That's what she was just talking about. No, you're not. Because let me tell you, in this world, the queen does not actually have a room full of moist food. Come on! Rory. It's true. I was making Scapey happy. You were making Scapey hungry. Didn't your dad just feed you MF? Yeah. No, I need more MF. What does Boobell eat if you eat all the MF? Nothing! That's terrible. That's not true. We They split it, and she, she gets to eat half. Yeah, well, if I'm nice. All the time. Skippy, how's Boobell feeling? I heard she had um, surgery. She's fine. I don't care. She doesn't have teeth. I could kick her butt double. I don't know. It looked like she always kicked your butt single. It never looked like that because I was busy kicking her butt. You were confused with your eyes closed. No, no, eyes open. Um, this is what I saw. It's like Boo Bell is walking around, walking no, around. No, didn't. Then, no. then she lies down. No. She gets on it's her back. So. No. She exposes her belly and, and she's like, Scooper, come, come on, you're with me. I'm, I'm vulnerable. No. That's what she's like. She's like, come so. on. And you go over and you're like, oh, vulnerable boo. And you like, lick, 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 lick. And then you start biting. Yes, I would bite And then she flips you over. Kick her, kick. And sits on you. No, kick. And then you squeal like a little girl. No, that's never happened, ever. I kicked ten. Ten. Yeah. Ten what? Kick. Ten kick? Yeah. Then I win. So, that's what you saw. Me win is what you saw. I win! Scapey, is 10 the maximum number of anything to win anything ever? 10 is the best. So, I did it. 10. Also, I win. So, now she has no teeth. So she's like, I'm gonna bite you. Ah, uh, failure. No, but she never bit you before. She sat on you. Yeah, because now she can't be, bite me ever. No, but she can still sit on you. No, they took off her butt. No, they didn't. They didn't, Scape. What are you talking about? Well... I took it off with my claws. All right, all right. This is getting silly. Uh, I think we're going to start wrapping things up. Uh, Frank, did you want to say any parting words? Yes, actually. Uh, for those of you who are waiting for Curious About Serial Killers to report about the serial killer, um, who we're all probably thinking about right now for some strange reason, uh, it's going to happen soon, just so you know. It's going to happen, okay? 
Okay, and Rory? Um, no, you know, there's nothing. The Queen's Institute is already, you know, underway, so if you want to get in, you have to wait a year and all that. Um, but thank you for listening. Oh, and you can send in castandwax at gmail.com. Suggestions, uh, I could give you an extra historical reading for the show. Why not? Of course. Scapey, did you want to? Moist food. I did want to eat moist food, yeah. You did eat moist food. You did. Well, I'll take two. No, you won't. And Lynn, of course, our, our special guest. Lynn Nelson, what did you have to say for yourself? Um, it was 75% awesome to be here. I really, really, really miss the radio show. I really miss, um, you know, all the, the sort of original podcast. Um, but I'm really happy about the direction this is going in. Um, and happy in general in my life, minus Frank Allen. And I didn't kill anybody, ever. So, uh, there you go. And I'm having fun. Excellent. Um, so, um, if you are listening to this, that means it's the end of the podcast. And, uh, hopefully we'll be back next week with more stuff. And, uh, Yeah, that's about it. She's beautiful was the last thing I thought before. You smashed me in the face with that swinging glass stone. As it cracks, I can't help but relax. I can feel my heart waxing so poetic as I'm tumbling to the floor. I came around, gently awoken from my sleeping. Oh, you come around to my side and you were weeping. Though I had passed out, I was really passed out. I love you, Ursula. You haunt me. Why do you want me? Your raven hair is stuck behind your ears and curls out right on cue. This isn't fair, but these black spots appear to clutter up my view. I feel your hands upon my neck. The soccer sing as you check my pulse and put pressure on my wounds. My heart is pounding just having you by my side. Ooh. Funny how love is born when two strangers collide But alas, now I'm missing my class As you're pulling the glass out of my chest I feel a tingling deep inside What can I do? Faced with such a tough decision Oh, there's two of you Or is that just double vision? Though I had passed out I was really passed out I love you, Ursula, you haunt me Why do you want me? I said, though I was passed out I was really passed out I love you, Ursula, you haunt me me. Why do you want me? I said, though I'm not passed on, I will not be passed on. I love you, Ursula. I want you. Don't make me want you.